Hello everybody, how's it going? This is JJ Caballero here. Welcome to Apartment Music. Once again, I'm JJ Caballero, aka the Mexican Rick Moranis, aka Lil Fuji Patas, aka Mr. Mira Mira Mira. Today, my guest is a man who wears many hats. He's an entrepreneur, <coughs> he's a coffee expert, an artist, producer, all-around musician. He's a father, and he's a slam dunk connoisseur. Give it up for my man, Groovasaurus, a.k.a. Julio Cesar Mena, and very special baby guest, Babysaurus, a.k.a. Noah. Hey, Noah. Say hi. What's going on? What's going Not on, Not much, dude? man. How you been? I wouldn't, been I've been all right. I wouldn't <laughs> call myself a coffee connoisseur, though. No? I like the slam dunk. What did you say? Slam dunk connoisseur. <laughs> and then coffee expert. I put coffee expert. A coffee expert. No, I wouldn't call myself a coffee expert. I am a slam dunk connoisseur, though. So how long would you say we've known each other? Damn. Uh, it's been a couple of years. I would say, like, since around 2008, maybe? Yeah, right. It's 2007, 2008? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. We met through mutual girlfriends, I met think. Met through mutual girlfriends at the time, at a party, and what was the first thing we talked about? Music. Music? <laughs> Specifically, I remember John Frusciante. Oh, yeah? Yeah. See, I was going to pick one of those songs. Yeah. But uh, there's just too many from him. But, we'll uh, pick, we'll, we'll throw one in. Okay. Just on a mutual, on a mutual thing. But yeah, we've known each other for that long. Ups and downs. Many girlfriends. Aye, aye, many. Like hundreds of girlfriends. <laughs> I had like a thousand girlfriends since then. I had like a very small amount <laughs> comparatively. <coughs> no, I didn't have that many. <laughs> but ups and downs, back and forth. And I can truly say Julio is one of my best friends in the world, man. He's become a brother. We've had ups and downs like brothers do and stuff like that. We've had back and forth. We've gone into business with each other. And I've met his now son, Lil Noah, like seeing him grow up, seeing seen you from when you were uh, not even a concept Noah that's been pretty cool so tell us about your history just a little like a condensed history of you as a musician and getting to this point you are with as Groovasaurus and like how that kind of like snowballed and everything mm-hmm. um, well likewise man yeah we're we, we I consider you a good friend um, and like a brother like you said yeah. so um, but as far as <laughs> me, music, uh, I mean, it all started, it's, it's been in my family from my dad's side, really. And my dad was a musician and a um, songwriter and instrumentalist. So I was around that quite a bit growing up in California. So I remember a lot of that, my dad playing music for us, a lot of his music and uh and then just instruments. I remember instruments in the house. Like there was always an organ or a piano in the house. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to play it, but it just it was interesting to me. And guitars, a lot of guitars. So what was the first like instrument you gravitated towards and stuff? Would you say? Uh, maybe guitar. Yeah. But I mean, I have all this this uh interesting story like i never really wanted to i got into like sports and stuff like that and i was like a, I don't know my brothers were into sports so i wanted to i was like big into basketball and just anything sports really 
But um, when we moved to El Paso, my dad uh, wanted me to play music or he wanted me to join the band or something. I thought that was like the fucking geekiest thing you could do. <laughs> I don't know. Like I had like... In a way it is. You know, I liked music, but I just like, you know, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Like I said, I was into sports and stuff and I wanted to be... Yeah. I wanted to be in the NBA and shit. That's what I wanted. <laughs> As huh. a kid, that's what I think all about. Right, right. But... um. But anyway, like, I guess my dad forced me to be in music. So I remember going into school and then uh, walking by the band room. And I swear to you, like, I I remember seeing a snare drum in the band room. And I just felt like that was the less geekiest instrument to play. <laughs> but I, you know, I gravitated towards that. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, drums is like one of the first things that I really like. I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'll do that. Might as well. So, yeah, I started just doing percussion in, in, in uh, sixth grade. Damn. And from there, you know, you met mutual friends, longtime friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, th- I think that's a cool kind of point, like, with music, through music. I mean, and then through, like, this, right? Like, you... I've met most of my long-standing relationships, my long-standing friendships through music and stuff. Yeah, I have some that True. are, like... But, like, in band, you know, like, being in band, even mm-hmm. though I quit at a certain age and stuff like that, like, I don't know, I, li- I like that. It's like a community forms. Yeah, I definitely met a, I mean, there's a lot of people that, I, and like you said, a lot of my lasting friendships are through music, too. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I was in band, I did the whole band thing, the concept of joining, like, uh, like a, my own group or something was never really... <coughs> Listen. Never really thought about it till later on, till I was in high school, and then you know, uh, Pablo I met like in eighth grade, and he was in he was a freshman, and he was friends with my brother, my friend Pablo Martinez. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I had a long friendship with Pablo, but even it took a few years after that till us to like form a band together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess him and Luis, our friend Luis like decided to form band i guess they were like junior they were they must have been seniors in high school or something and i was like uh i was a junior junior no sophomore yeah because i think they're two two years ahead of me but um yeah it wasn't until then that i was like oh cool and and before that like it wasn't like drum set it was like i said just percussion like orchestral stuff and drum line you know like switching between all of them and stuff like that yeah Mm. But I didn't touch like a drum set till maybe like probably junior year in high school. Yeah. Uh, one of our teachers brought a drum set, and um, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So again, I was almost like, oh shit, drums. Did you join jazz band or anything? No, nah, like we didn't have jazz band. No, not that. Oh, no. Sure. Okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of things about that 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 district and that program was pretty crappy man yeah um considering I, I i taught myself a lot like almost self-taught i would say yeah on the verge of being self-taught but i did have a couple of good teachers uh but just, they just didn't have time for me what uh pushed you to do mi and stuff like that uh probably that like after i like started doing drums and then playing in bands i fell really in love with music yeah. at that point I was still playing sports in high school and like basketball and stuff. And then like my senior year, I just, I, I quit, I quit basketball. And I, I was like, I want to do music, 
which is funny funnily enough like i got kicked out that year <laughs> of band. Oh, shit. i got kicked out my senior year of band uh for being a jackass <laughs> um and so it was it was kind of ironic that i just kind of like i i quit basketball to focus on music and then i couldn't do i wanted to like try to go because i went to like state and stuff like state competition my freshman year sophomore year uh and then i wanted to keep doing that um so who knows what i could have been doing maybe gotten like some sort of scholarship but um i guess just uh, getting kicked out of band and not having to do that like I kind of grew tired of El Paso. Honestly, my senior year was a little bit miserable for me. I was yeah. like, eh, fuck all this shit. And I wanted to like, but I still loved music. And at that point I was in, in the band with, with Pablo and Luis and we were playing shows and stuff. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I just wanted to get better. So when it came time to figure out what I was going to do after high school, I just like, I started thinking about music schools. Then yeah. like Berkeley came up and like, I even thought about like West Point at some point, oh, shit. Uh, you know, just anything music. And uh, and then I found out about, I don't know how I found out about it. I just kind of was just researching stuff. And then just the idea that it was in California was kind of cool. Yeah. Because I had family out there and, uh, and I've always loved California. So I just wanted to go back. Like at some point I was just like, it's time to go back. Yeah. And I was, like I said, I was miserable here. I wasn't doing music, so, um, so I just decided to do that. Um, and the band was going good and everything, but I almost, I, I kind of wanted to convince everybody to go with me and just yeah. do that, but that wasn't the case, which was funny because later on, like Luis would end up moving to yeah. California and stuff. But <laughs> I just wanted to get better at my instrument, and I saw myself like. Yeah, just doing a career, so I felt like that was a better move. What a... Like, okay, so as... You've performed a bunch, you've, like, done tours and everything, and mm -hmm. you've been on a bunch of records and stuff, and now you're bringing your experience back to Ascension Studios mm -hmm. and, like, bringing things back to the community, and, and not just, like, as Ascension Studio, but as, like, the businesses that are inside of it, like explain a little bit to the audience like the concept behind like what you want to do with ascension and what you want to do with with that and like the community around that and such <clears throat> well it's it's as you know it's always it's it's been like a <clears throat> it's always changing yeah but uh those three things that exist in there like the studio itself which i don't consider just a music studio it's just a general artist studio mm -hmm. uh almost a diy space and uh the coffee and the records and it just seems to be just things that i've i've loved for for a long time and they they all are kind of connected in a way yeah Kepa. are they connected yeah they're all kind of connected you know the coffee is like i've always worked coffee shops when i was like doing music so it always worked with that schedule yeah. and i just fell in love with coffee uh and then records i mean i just fell in love with records and I love music and I love like the history behind behind records and how they were recorded and stuff like that what are you looking at Papa? <laughs> go get it you can go get it whatever it is you're pointing at so with that leading into the recording and producing and stuff mm -hmm. like what 
what what's your goal now like as far as doing all that as far as moving forward in your musical career mm -hmm. what's what's the goal <coughs> what are you aiming towards now i honestly at this point i'm i'm not like i don't have any like expectations of anything yeah i really i, I just want to work with people that that want to work with me and uh and and be the goal be like just making good music man yeah um and i can do that by myself you know really but it's obviously always like the connection or like the, the collaborations and 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 making music with people that it's a little bit more mm -hmm. special than just doing stuff on your own you know mm -hmm. so really whatever comes comes across as long as it's good music i don't i don't yeah you know, that's all i really hope for and that's what i, I think uh like as your friend and stuff like that and seeing like being involved in like the studio and the things that go around the studio like that like i feel that you're one of those people that you know you're a good mu enough musician and you've done enough you have the experience enough to where just people like naturally are attracted to that and they'll like gravitate towards it so you have like there is like a built um community around what ascension is already and stuff like mm -hmm. that and it's cool i don't know i i just uh just speaking for the audience here like i think it's cool that it, you know it is a meeting point for you know not just like us older artists in el paso and such but like an open door for anybody like starting music mm -hmm. or anybody that you know is kind of like on the fringes and starting bands or whatever and doesn't know how to really like step into like a full scene and stuff like that mm -hmm. i don't know I, I always saw it like as something like that like where if people that go to the different events and stuff there's always somebody new somebody that's like oh my son mm -hmm. you know is trying to make beats and he wants to do this and it's always like yeah you can totally come and check that out there it's an i don't know it's always a it's a cool enough introduction and building point for the culture of the city yeah i mean there's definitely like a lot of uh connections already in that space as far as like you know <clears throat> people i've worked with before or people that still do work there yeah you know there's a lot of history in that little space already even before i took over it like yeah. with miguel when he was running miguel the space i mean he I, w I had been there in that space before i mean even with sound on sound yeah uh band that i started with robert we used to be next door like you know, uh, so there's definitely something to, you know, to be said for just like, I mean, years go by, man, and you don't realize that you've done a lot of things, yeah. Damn, especially in the city. So it's cool. I mean, I dig it. What do you think as a musician, as an artist and as a music lover? What has Noah brought to your life, like in terms of all all those things? As a musician, and what else? And like a, just a music lover. A musician, an artist, a, mu a music lover in general. <clears throat> uh, I mean, as a music lover, it's cool because I'm starting to see how certain things like affect him, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll play something or whatever it is, and just to see his reaction is pretty cool. Uh, and I guess it's like... It also helps me appreciate music for just being music, you know? Damn, yeah. Because he's looking at it and he's hearing it. He's not 
judging. Oh, like he's not thinking of like that's a very simple song. It's uh, you know, <laughs> that's not? the dumbing down. I think he's just hearing music and he he likes it, you know, and it either makes him move, yeah, or it doesn't, which is kind of cool, you know. That's like a cool barometer, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Have you? Ever oh, I, 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 I kid you not. Like I've used him before. Or like I'll play something. Yeah. And if he starts moving, like I know that. I mean, at least he likes it, but, <laughs> but I know that it's like, you know, there's something that's coming out that that he gravitates or does something, you know, because there's definitely songs out there that I'll play that he doesn't, he's just like, eh. Is there anything he doesn't like that he's like, ah, I'm like, he's like, ah. No, no, he likes, ah. he likes pretty much, pretty much everything. But like I said, he'll either just won't react to it or he'll, he'll start nodding his head or he'll. So it's pretty cool, man. I mean, just how we perceive music, huh, Papa? I'm talking about you. <laughs> You're part of this too. You're part of this too, dude. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just obviously it's. Yeah, you're part of this. It's difficult for something like this not to change you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes of this episode of this show of this whole thing yeah it's called apartment music so let's listen to some music first off well you'll hear it whatever people say i'm crazy To Julio, John Lennon, man. John Lennon, John Lennon, watching the wheels, watching the wheels. What does this song mean to you? Uh, I picked this song because it's it's one of those songs that um, that as an artist, well, I mean, this is without my interpretation, without you know, thinking about what John Lennon's life was, you know. 
and what it means to him, obviously. But the lyrics themselves, it can also be like a, I don't know, almost like an anthem. It's like a like the true north for me, you know. Sometimes yeah. as artists and as musicians, like it's never it's never a guaranteed life, as far as like if we're talking in terms of financial things like that. Um, you're never you know. It's never like a sure thing, and it, and a lot of people look down on you for it. You know what I mean? And like, and they'll say things like. Like how he's talking about, you know, like, um, uh, people think I'm crazy, you know, doing what yeah, I'm doing yeah. kind of a thing, you yeah. know, and I always want to give you advice and things like that. Uh, and so it's like, it, it, when I would listen to it, it helped me remind me that it's like, you know, to just keep going yeah, kind of a thing and just let it, let it ride, you know, watch the wheels yeah, go round and round and, 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 you know. What you have control, you have control. If not, just let it go. Uh, and then there's a line in there, obviously, that's pretty, that I also kind of, in my head, think about when he's when he says uh, that um, when I tell him there's no problems, only solutions. Yeah. So I, I use that a lot of times, you know, in my personal life where it's like there's a problem. But if you think about it, there, there is no problem, you know, it's, Instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. So, you know, when you think about it in that terms, it kind of clears your head a little bit and allows you to kind of, well, find a solution. You yeah, know? that's true. Like, I've been, recently I've been doing that, like, like some work, like mind work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as far as, like, getting away from a lack mentality to, like, an, a mentality of, like, abundance, right? I, li mm -hmm. I, I listened to this book. It was really cool. Uh, Feel Free to Prosper by Marilyn Janay. Uh, audio book. I got it on Audible. Feel Free to Prosper. Marilyn Janae, shout out to that book. But it was really cool. It was uh, recommended to me by our mutual friend, Gabe Beltran. Shout out to Gabe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just thought about... Uh, he he, <coughs> he was here one time picking up some cookies. I also make cookies. Mm -hmm. He was picking up some cookies and we were talking about his business and like how he's like kind of moving along and everything like that. And that's... He, he suggested that book because it just kind of like... Uh, got him it's one of those books that kind of gets you in line to where everything that you've learned and listened to and and all the advice given to you like it kind of just tells you like no it's wrong like what what works for you is like you know the universe is there for you to mm -hmm. provide and stuff right god what have you whatever you call it mm -hmm. it's there to provide for you and such um all these other things that you're doing are just kind of like multiple gateways of income and things right mm -hmm. so like for me, what it did was it kind of like opened my mind and kind of like like in respect to the song and how it, like your interpretation of it, like it kind of gets to me like everybody can give you all this advice and try to tell you what to do and this mm -hmm. and that. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's figuring out your yeah. wheel, how, you know, like what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, it's long winded explanation. <coughs> no, I mean, get it. Like it's a. Uh... Uh, yeah, but Lenin was a philosopher, man. Yeah. Those kind of lyrics are, that's what made him, you know. But in respects to him, I mean, the life that he led, like this album in particular, was never supposed to be, where you brought up uh, the U.S. versus John Lennon. Yeah. In that documentary, they talk about how, you know, it's a, more of a conspiracy thing, but they, they didn't really want him to do that record. Oh, shit, okay. Um, 
and then he decided he was going to do it. And then on top of that, he employed some of the fucking baddest motherfuckers out there to play on that record. But, uh, and then it ended up being his last, you know? Yeah. And then as far as like what he talks about in the song, it, you know, it's his about his life basically and how, you know, people would talk shit to him and be like, oh, well, you're not the Beatles anymore. You're not in that. And it's oh, like, shit. well, you know, I'm all right. I'm doing cool. I don't give a fuck about the Beatles. Like, I'm just sitting here, you know, watching the wheels yeah. go around, around, man. I don't care. You know? No shit. But yeah. uh, that's it. I mean, I, that song is has helped me in that respect. And I was like, oh, aside from it being a really well-written song, you know, well-recorded, and, you know, it's just a, a great song. I like it. What is John Lennon and the Beatles? What do they mean to you? <coughs> oh, man. I mean, that's a, <laughs> it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. I mean, uh, I, I've taken a lot of from them. I've learned a lot from them just by listening to their music and learning about how they recorded their music and, and uh, you know, anything from sonically, how they approach things to just their writing and their, their arranging and stuff. I dig it. Yeah. Big okay. influence on me. Oh, yeah. Next it's hard, song. It's hard not to pick uh, another Beatle, too. It was between him and also George Harrison. Uh, but, um, you know. It's very hard to pick between any of them. Because you could, I mean, maybe we'll do an all Beatles episode. That'll be the next episode. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do an all Beatles episode one day. We'll do an all Beatles episode soon. I'm down. We'll bring somebody on, another Beatles person. Because <coughs> that's fucking, that one's <coughs> tough, man. Yeah. All right. Bring next. a person that doesn't like the Beatles, and uh, it'll be funny. Because ah. <laughs> there's a lot of haters. Next song. Yeah. <laughs> For listeners at home, Noah's jamming to every one of these songs. He's got good taste. What are we listening to? Harvest Moon by Neil Young. The significance of this song to you? 
It might have significance to everybody else. Cause <coughs> song. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, but we played this song for Noah. Noah. Noah spent like a week in the NICU after he was born. And uh, when we go visit him, we play this song all the time. <laughs> uh. That's why he likes it too. He probably remembers it. But uh, and yeah, it's also like a good song. And um, for me and Diana too, we liked it. <laughs> Shout out to, to Diana, friend of mine, <coughs> friend of ours, the future Mrs. Mena, mm-hmm. future Mrs. Mena, or what? What is it? Is it gonna be? Is she gonna take your name, or is she gonna be like Castillo Mena or Castillo? She's gonna do whatever she wants to do, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she'll keep her name. I don't know. Hmm. Or she'll be a Castillo Mena like Noah. Castillo Mena. How was that discussion? How was the discussion like? What should we put? Make his last name, or what should we, like? How are the name discussions? Oh, uh, I mean, as far as the last name, she kind of wanted to have her name. Yeah, I guess she likes her last name. I think it's the worst last name <laughs> in the history of last names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <coughs> no, she just likes her name. I, you know, so she wanted to put it in there. I didn't, I didn't mind, so we just decided to uh, <clears throat> to combine them. But of course, I had to be last. So Castillo Mena, it just helped to make his name very long. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> his middle name is Angel too. After my brother, my brother's middle name, Hump Ups. So and then Noah, we just like I don't know who brought. I think I brought it up one day. And like, we just out and, of nowhere. Yeah, we're just thinking of names, and honestly, like our our barometer for what we wanted was we just didn't want that name to remind us of anybody we didn't like or <laughs> or assholes or anything like that. So I don't think we didn't know anybody named Noah that was like dumb or like annoying uh-huh. or you know. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with like the Bible, like Noah. Or anything what was the like name that. that that you guys were like? Ah, we're not gonna fucking name him that. I think Javi was one of them. <laughs> Set yourself up for that one, dude. I know it, dude. I knew it. <laughs> and here I was thinking it was gonna be somebody else. I was like, ah, oh, it's gonna be one of our. I'm other trying dumb to think friends. what other names. Our other dumbass friends. I'm trying to think what other name we were thinking. Shout out to our dumbass friends. Yeah, dumbass friends. <laughs> um, I can't remember uh, what other one. Damn, I'm trying to blank. I know she had one other one. But no, I think as soon as we said Noah, we didn't say yeah, like but we we didn't dismiss it and then just like the weeks went by and months went by and we we're like Yeah, Noah's cool. He yeah. looks like a Noah too. Yeah. You know? He does. Huh, papa. But yeah, that was it man. Nothing crazy to it. And then obviously after my brother passed away we just added his Yeah. His middle name. And it flows real man. Yeah. My dude. Hi, pups. All right. <laughs> You're so quiet. This one's a special uh, one, this next song. Adios, adios. Ya me voy con mi tristeza. 
maldiciendo la nobleza de mi pobre corazón Adiós, adiós Ahí te dejo con tu mundo, con tu orgullo tan profundo que me pierde la razón Adiós, adiós Y escogiste tu destino mientras tomo yo el camino que la vida me marcó Adiós, adiós No te culpo de mi suerte Porque al fin para quererte Nunca nadie me llamó Adiós, adiós are we listening to this is a uh, this is Noah's grandpa singing this is my dad uh, oh, and his band he was in a couple of groups in California um, this one's called Hielo y Fuego Fire and Ice but uh, like I say when I was growing up I was around music a lot mostly his music so I remember these songs and stuff like that and they just remind me of my childhood so do you remember watching like going to shows and stuff watching the player going to concerts and uh stuff yeah i think actually i actually played with him me and my brother actually oh, played with him i played one of my first instruments was the guido oh really so i played the guido with him on on stage um and like i think he dressed us up and everything like, <laughs> in little suits so i mean i could have picked a hundred songs of but they a lot of songs mean a lot to me uh especially in that time but you know listening to like los buquis and los temerarios and tigres del norte all that stuff so uh my dad was very influenced or the groups i was in were like really influenced by that kind of stuff too so very ballady kind of yeah yeah, yeah. that that was fucking cool dude. And, like, i never heard that before That's yeah awesome. i actually have a record oh shit like my dad has I have a 45 of my dad's stuff oh shit uh, and that's him singing that's him singing damn dude and I think my uncle's playing bass actually oh shit yeah my uncle was in in uh, one of those groups too hop ups and uh, so yeah man I mean that's where that comes from for me but I remember those songs I like those songs too they're not they're like they're not They're not like cheesy or anything. Yeah. <laughs> was it like a part of his life that like it was just always there? Like he was always doing it? Yeah. I mean. Uh, And could that be like, you know, some people just stop doing music when mm -hmm. they have kids. Right. But mm -hmm. could that be the drive? Like you think that's like your driving force? Like I saw my dad do it. So. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like my the music, my dad's relationship with music is was really complicated. Uh-huh. 
because um, obviously, I mean, he went as far as to like go in the studio and record, and he's on a forty-five. I mean, that's cooler than anything I've ever fucking done. Yeah. Like um, uh, I think it also was like the way he views it now. I mean, he, my dad still does music, yeah. and he is still like, I bought him his uh, like his Pro Tools rig and stuff like that for Christmas one time. And he like ran with it, man. And he's like, he records his stuff and uh, mostly on a keyboard. Like, yeah, but it's just like songs that he he's had. My dad ended up in jail. So he like wrote like, I don't know. He has like three binders full of just oh, songs shit. that he wrote. And like, but I'm not talking about like just lyrics. I mean, he has like the chords and everything and full charts, full charts yeah. and like lyrics and. I'm talking about binders full like this, so yeah. it's got like at least three hundred songs, maybe probably more. Um, he did that while he was in jail, but before that, it was this group, and I just think he he associates it a lot with uh, with him being away, yeah, with from the family, you know what I mean, and like just partying and yeah. I I, I could only imagine. We never really talk about that stuff, but he he probably like partied quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know he drank a lot. I mean yeah. that was pretty obvious, but there's a lot of things that come in between that. So I know that that there's that part of him that now he looks at it and he he sees me doing stuff or like going on tour or doing yeah. things like that, and he kind of he's proud, you know, but he also doesn't really want that for me because he he thinks that you're gonna that I'm gonna go mm-hmm. off the deep end and like. And, and getting into drugs and yeah. things, things like that, which is understandable, but, you know, we're two different people. Yeah, so. that's true. And you grew up in, like, you grew up seeing that in, or like, yeah. seeing parts of that. Stuff. I mean, at least the, the good stuff that that influenced me, so, mm-hmm. you know. And him, I don't try to push anything on him. I mean, I, he, he if he's going to gravitate, he's going to do it on his own, yeah. not, not and this, because I already, pushed him. He's already doing it. Like, yeah, he already, already loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is a boring conversation. Adults, ah oh, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, my dad. Um, yeah, he just doesn't want me to, cause he, you know, he had his challenges with music. Obviously, it didn't like pan out probably the way he wanted yeah, to. That's but. True. Um, but again, man, this it's what I say. That's why I say it's like I'm not even looking. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just trying to make the best music because I also know that I just can't not do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's just a part of me now, and I, I I love it. And then when you take that pressure off yourself, it's even better, man. Like you just like I said, you the, when the end goal is just to make cool music, yeah, or, or music that you like, or you know that, then that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been thinking about that in retrospect for myself reading that book and shit right yeah. but like the thing that always held me back in general was always caring about what other people or like reach seeking for approval right seeking mm-hmm. approval and like caring what other people did and i mean namely like my dad right my dad didn't do music right yeah. like he was just a business dude yeah and like you know there's <coughs> hard like just like regular middle class people that own businesses and shit like that right and and it was like, where on your end, you saw your dad performing and stuff like that. Like, on my end, it was, uh, I felt like I had to prove it to him because, wow, I'm getting deep on this shit. Mm-hmm. But I felt I had to prove it to him because 
it's not like he saw music as a viable career option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which in in I mean, in all respects, like it's 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 a difficult thing to to do um, full time, right? Oh yeah, but like. I mean, well, I, I mean, dude, I mean, even my dad that yeah. did music, like, he feels the same way like yeah. that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not necessarily <laughs> whether your parents went into it or not. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's mostly, <laughs> it's probably just like wanting the best for, for you. Yeah. And, and that's understandable. But that's uh, what I was going to bring up, like, like, to me, putting your words into practice right right like putting those words like you know what i have goals Mm -hmm. you know i i know i know where i want to be i know where i'm headed right like you you aim for that but it's also but as long as i can just just keep fucking doing it you know and then i look at that like as far as you said with your dad as far as like him maybe not getting to a certain place but Mm -hmm. now he's like his son you know like you get you're doing it like noah's Mm -hmm. already banging on drums like that like there's like a legacy there you know what i'm saying and even him he's still yeah, doing and it. he's still and he's doing it with a pro tools rig you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like, yeah like that soundcloud yeah he has like he he probably has more plays than than probably any band in El Paso. <laughs> on his other songs up. and shit um but he just started uploading a bunch of shit like he's like some songs have like three thousand hits holy and like, shit and and they're very simple like i said they're just like keyboard stuff and like seven thousand eight thousand yeah Three thousand. Yeah. I weigh. And you know. And it's pictures of your family on the on the covers, yeah. pictures of him. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. But he's you know he he still does it and like he's not getting anything out of it. He's just doing it because. That's amazing. You know. It, For those listening, Fernando Mena C. And then, honestly, it, it became like that stuff. All the stuff that he has, and like I told you, in the written the songs. Yeah. That stuff he wants to leave me. Yeah. yeah that to him is like this is what i have for you well, and, and now he, that too like yeah. you have a bunch of shit that you've been on in general mm-hmm. right like not just your stuff right mm-hmm. but like other people's records and yeah. other people's rec- like the stuff that you're working on with Gikimura and stuff mm-hmm. and now that dude like now he sees that right yeah. and now he'll see that as he gets older and like oh yeah this is stuff that my dad was on mm-hmm. my dad was working on yeah yeah, I mean, there's a lot. That's fucking. That's, that's cool, man. That's valuable stuff. Yeah. You know, aside from like, actual money, and then yeah. sometimes it's worth a lot more. You know. Yeah. And honestly, like a lot of the stuff that he writes is really good, and he that's how that's kind of how he like. He turned it into that like he, his aim wants to find, and honestly, it should be my aim. I like I said, I just don't, I don't want to, come with a lot of expectations, but. I'd love to find someone for him to have somebody's songs like. Yeah. That's his dream is like. I'm gonna. You, these are your. Somebody songs. find or like somebody sing my songs. Yeah. Which it's not impossible, man. Because like I said, some of those songs are are really good, and they just need the proper artist and like you know it's all about that kind of shit. That's dope. And all the stuff he has, it's all copyrighted, and he's filed with Mexico. And he's he's, you know, he's a pro with it and shit. It's pretty interesting. That's really dope. Yeah, that is super cool. And um, yeah, I mean, it's different now too because my dad, like a couple of years ago, lost his finger. Oh okay. So like he can't play guitar. Oh. I mean, he can kind of play guitar, but I mean, it's different for him. That shit kind of like put a damper on a lot of his 
his mental yeah. state you know what i mean because imagine like you're playing music for years and years and years and you lose a limb dude yeah, that's dude. like everybody's worst nightmare you know yeah. especially as a musician so he he had to deal with that i tried to tell him like hey there's a Django reinhardt he played with like two fingers and shit or, like, that's true <laughs> so some dude so my don't older brother complete faith i told him my older brother worked at uh walgreens and he worked he worked the graveyard shift for fuck for years like at least seven years mm-hmm. right and he had this dude that would go in almost every night and ask for Django Re- reinhardt he was a he was like this, was this homeless homeless guy i was like you guys have any Django reinhardt he would look at those cds in the front i was like nope they just started calling him Django after a while yeah <laughs> next song sure boom What are we listening to now, Julio? This is uh, Hungry Heart, Bruce Springsteen. Hot pop ups. What's the significance of this song in your life? Uh, there's not. I've never been a big Bruce Springsteen fan, to be honest. Uh, but he, I know he has. A, now he has a lot. I've listened to some of the stuff and it's it's really good. But it never really resonated with me. Um, I actually heard this song as a cover one time first, oh. and I liked it. I don't remember who it was, but it was interesting. I liked the song, and I was like, oh, who is this? And then I found that it was a Bruce Springsteen song, and then I heard the Bruce Springsteen version, and I like it too. I think it sounds different than a lot of his stuff. Yeah, and that's true. And just, then uh, just that melody. But yeah, it's also like, uh, it reminds me of a really tough time, and I won't like talk about it too long 
Um, but when my brother passed away, it was the first song that this song came on when I was leaving the hospital that day after he had passed away. And it just like, you know. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That's significant, right? Like, that's like. Uh, it just like. Yeah. Solidifies a moment in your life, you know. So. So choosing to play this, right? Like, would you say. Is it one of those songs where, like, have you kind of, like, reclaimed it? Like, you'll listen to it, and it's like, no, you know what, this is, like, this is my song. Or like, like now that it's attached to that, like, yeah. is it, what do you, what do you feel when you hear it now, you know? Um, it's still attached to that. It's, like, uh, it's pretty raw, honestly. Yeah. Um, you but, know? yeah, it's, like, a. That first lyric in that song is like when he says, uh, uh, got a kid or got a kid and wife in Baltimore, Jack, and I went out for a ride and I never came back. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, that's just, uh, on the podcast, right? Like, just bringing mm-hmm. it up, right? Like, just bringing up. Not every song is a happy song, right? Like, not every song has the you know every 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 moment carries some sort of weight and stuff like that right and like and i i don't know i think it's not like it's it's good that you can appreciate like you can appreciate it and yeah. it brings you back to that moment but you're you're not avoiding it you know what i'm saying like like you're not you're acknowledging like this is a song and this is this moment and this is why this is when it happened this is kind of a significant moment in my life and you're mm-hmm. not like running away from it you know what i'm saying like and that's and like to to kind of bring it around to you being a musician and a songwriter and like like expression right yeah i think you know nobody's heard it or, or but i was lucky enough to listen to one of your songs that's like, i think it's like the best shit you've ever written dude Mm -hmm. like that's like and it was about your brother right and and i don't know i don't think you put it out on anything or anything like that no i don't think i did but Uh, that to me like out of that loss and that pain came like this like like i like it it's still to me like it's the it's you know, like, and I'm in, I've been in studios where you hear songs and you're like, fuck, dude, that's fucking, that's, that's the shit. You know, mm-hmm. that's an amazing song. But that tune to me and the weight that it had on you and you, like, putting it out to that, mm-hmm. it, it just showed me, like, holy shit, you know? It was one of those moments, like, I think that that moment stands out to me in a studio setting and, yeah. like, listening to something for the first fucking time, like, it was, it was just... That stands out to me like it's kind of the top, you know, just because it inspired me, right? Like yeah. it, just the way that you you took it and you ran with it, the only way that you knew how, you know. Yeah, well, it's like it's the crazy thing about music. It's just it's sad to say, but the the some of the best stuff is like comes from like fucking pain and yeah. hard hardship. Like what's interesting about this song too is like. Um, it's like pretty happy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the lyrics are fucking horrible. Like yeah. it's, you know, basically somebody walking out on somebody's family. Yeah. 
That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because he uses, like, the lyrics are very, you know, deep and stuff like that, in a sense, you know. It all depends on how you interpret it, yeah. but, you know, and it's kind of a sad thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> But huh. the but the music itself with the little bells, it's like it yeah. almost rings like a happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, just to me, man, I mean, just that lyric, like I said, was, and just the way that people interpret stuff. Yeah. Like, goddamn, like to me, it was like my brother just like leaving, you know. It wasn't like, oh, I'm leaving, you know, my family, but it was like he passed away. Yeah. And just the title of the song itself too, you know, hungry heart. And everybody's got a hungry heart. Like, like my brother had complications with his heart. Mm-hmm. So, he, or something happened, you know. But it was about his heart. So, like, just, like, driving away and listening to that was, like, like, it hit me, like. And that's what music does, man. Like, it, it stays with you, you know. Yeah. Regardless of what. Yeah. Only there's nothing else in the world that can do that other than music that can, you know. And there's pl- there's plenty of other songs too that that remind me of him, but in different instances, you know. Mm-hmm. But that one was, is pretty pretty vivid, and like I said, I had heard that song before before that, and I I learned to appreciate it, and I was like, damn, that's a cool song, I like it. And then, it took on a different meaning after yeah. that, you know. Just like damn, damn, yeah. There's there's always a song that'll make you cry, right? Always. Mm-hmm. Every, every and everybody's everybody has that one. Everybody has that one or multiple ones. I got multiple songs that are just like, mm-hmm. and not, yeah. it's not always about it's not always about uh, being sad. It's always like there's songs that I cry about that I cry to that are just beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And then sometimes, like I said, the lyrics don't even have to. They yeah. They don't even have anything to do with you or anything. Like that, but they, everybody makes up their own interpretation of mm-hmm. things, and it's just like it, you know. Yeah, it becomes you. Yeah, that song that I wrote for my brother, like, it was literally the only. That's another another great thing about music. It's just <laughs> the ability to. That's what it's for, man. It's 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 to you know, it's like a, a therapy for yourself. Yeah. And, and and that's the only way I was able to, you know, kind of let it out. When I was writing that song, like I I I cried like way more. Yeah. I think I spent more time crying than actually tracking <laughs> because I just couldn't do it. Like, it was hard. But, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, dude. That was really, like, thank you. Uh, that was really good. It's a really good song. Beautiful song. Bruce Springsteen. That darkness. You ever see that Darkness of the Edge of Town, that documentary about no. that album and such? Ah, no. oh, man. He's. About the river? About the river? No, no, about uh, Darkness at the Edge of Town. About that album. It was like right oh, after no. the river, I think. No. Actually. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Like that, I've, I think it's called Darkness at the Edge of Town. Mm-hmm. Like I, the, the documentary is also. But yeah. it just kind of goes through his his process. How Like it shows his notebooks. Like they're thick. Like they're just thick notebooks. And he's one of those dudes that'll be like, oh, well. Those notebooks are just maybe one song. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I, I, I put this lyric in from, and he flips through this page, and I put it into this song, and I got this lyric, and I put it into the, you know, like, it's 
it's crazy but he talks about working through like his depression and stuff like that mm. things like that too so a lot of what you say like as far as it's a happy song mm-hmm. but the lyrics are just like whoa you know and i don't know i think he's a good example of that that type of artist where the song can sound one way the meaning is something darker but mm-hmm. through the way that he carries the songs like it, he makes it you know he it's like people like that it's like you doing that like it's it's making uh, the dark times you know letting us know that there's like a, a there's hope still you mm-hmm. know like that that to me is that's the sound of hope you know what i'm yeah. saying like that's that's what i hear and as a segue mm-hmm. to that we have the the final song let's see I let it rain, I clear it out. 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 Chicken on the soup, chicken on the soup, chicken on the soup with the soda on the side. Chicken on the soup, chicken on the soup, chicken on the soup with the soda on the side. From Guangzhou, Hangzhou, Shijie, Ding. Tum na tum ja sri go din ne halim. New run up down bounce in my gym. Julio, what song is this? Why are we listening to it on apartment music? Because no one listens to the song. I don't know who showed it to him. I think his grandma showed it to him. <laughs> But uh, BTS and Becky G, uh, Chicken Noodle Soup. But that's just the state of the music world right now. <laughs> but it's cool, man. I mean, like I said, it's uh, he gravitates towards it, and he's not thinking about anything else other than just like you know something that makes him move. For those of you who may not see this on the youtube channel or anything like that noah is currently at his dad's side he's like ready for a nap and such and the moment i start this song he starts bobbing his head like it's 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 an automatic response i don't know that i don't know i think that's maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a really good song and we just don't fucking get it yeah i mean I don't know, <laughs> like uh like i said man it it reminds me not to take take it so seriously too no you know, shit. it's like, it is what it is, man. I mean, I never would have heard this song if it wasn't for him. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. But, uh, but it's, it's like I said, it's cool just to expose him to, to anything. Yeah. And at the same time, he's, he's exposing me to stuff that I, you know, because probably thousands, probably millions of people that like this song. That's true. Those guys are not, not uh. That's that's not where they are for no reason, you know. Like, they're the the K-pop band, right? The mm-hmm. BTS. They're that the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're huge. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, they're popular. They're popular for a reason. Yeah. They got they got their. It's all it's the boy band thing. It's the, boy bands will always be popular, I think. They're coming back. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, he likes that song. <laughs> that was awesome. He likes the video too. Oh, there's a video to it. He likes the dancing and all that stuff. Oh, shit. He loves it. Julio Noah, 
Thank you guys very much for being on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Julio, any plugs, anything that you got coming up? This will probably come out in the next two weeks. Uh, I don't have anything. I mean, uh, we have, uh, like I said, the studio is there. So, you know, anybody listening, that space is available for bands and artists. Uh, you can reach out to me directly if you want to work with me. We can work out of this space. If not, you know, you can also rent it for yourself. Um, I got the coffee thing going, just, you know, taking it as it goes. I sell, I slang records on the side too. Um, and then we're going to try to do more events at the space. Um, so we got you doing this month or November. Uh, control is an event. Uh, it's a day show just to, to get a, an early start. There's a little video and such. And it gets people out during the day enjoying some music because, you know, we're all old. And we all got families and stuff, and we all got other stuff that we need to do. We can't stay out past two o'clock anymore. Yeah, I can't. How was it on tour? Did you did you stay? I I've found that when I play shows and I have to stay up, mm-hmm. it, that shit's just getting harder and harder for me. Yeah, it's hard. That I mean, shit's getting fucking crazy. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I mean, everybody has to, when you're on tour, especially when you're older, it's not about partying anymore. Yeah. You know, especially because you'll feel like shit. But, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't really make sense. You want to, like, try to spend your time wisely while yeah. you're there and then try to, try to you know, hustle, whatever you got to do. So you can't do that when you're hungover the next day. So. But, um, yeah, it's cool, man. Thank you very much, Julio. I'll probably plug in a little bit more about Julio before and after the podcast. But thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, I'm at underscore J-J-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. Julio, what's your Instagram tag? At Groovasaurus. You can find Ascension and Cafe Con Leche and stuff on Instagram as well. Yeah, if you go to my Instagram, there's links to those in my bio too. So There's all that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, comment. Um, tell me if there's people that you'd like on the podcast that I could that are available to me, and let me know if there's anything you'd like to have me address on the podcast. Thank you guys very much. <laughs>